This week's message will begin our journey of developing the most fundamental principle revealed through the Holy Scripture, our perspective of God. Welcome, I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and you are listening to Brand of Man, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not through the agencies of man, but by the grace of God. Let us pray. Holy and merciful Father, we pray that you will fill us with clarity of thought so that we might know you as you have revealed yourself in Scripture. We humbly ask, Lord, that you do so not for the sake of our glorification, but for yours. Folks, having a a biblically sound perspective of God is the central point of our belief and the foundation of Christian life. Our view of God directly influences our lives. It shapes our view of the world and, more importantly, how we interact with the world. In his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, A.W. Tozer eloquently captured the essence of this fundamental principle. He says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. In other words, the most significant part of any person rests on their perspective of God. Think about it. If we place our thoughts of God on on a shelf somewhere to be used from time to time, our daily lives will reflect that. In contrast, when God is placed at the front of every thought we have and, and every action we take, our lives will reflect that as well. Now, the Bible's initial verse provides the topic and perspective for its entire work, God. It simply states, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In this verse, we are provided two core principles highlighting the nature of God. It is arguably the most important verse in all of Scripture as it shows God's presence at the dawn of creation. He was there. In addition, it highlights God's distinction from creation because he was already there. So here in in the very first verse of Scripture, it is revealed to us that God is present within his creation, while at the same time, separate from it. If we were to ask ourselves, what, what is mankind's greatest connection with God? The answer would be the knowledge that he is always present. This biblical truth can be found all throughout Scripture, but in few places it has been stated as well as David did in writing Psalm 139. David simply states, God is everywhere at all times. He is everywhere not just in this life, but in the next life as well. Psalms 139, verses 7 through 12. 
So what is the significance of God's presence to developing a proper biblical view of him? First, as as we can read in Genesis, God's presence brought all things into existence from nothing. Therefore, a proper biblical view of God is he is the first cause of all things. Secondly, God's presence is necessary for creation to continue without interruption. Paul's epistle to the Colossians emphasizes this very point. He says, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. So the presence of God is significant in sustaining all of creation. Now, what do we have so far as to the significance of God's presence? Well, he's the first cause of all things, and he sustains all things. Now, let's put one more in here, where the, where the Bible emphasizes God's presence as a personal relationship. The Hebrew word for presence is panim, and it is commonly used throughout the Old Testament. Panim simply means face. Now, the implication here is that God's presence is a close and intimate experience, and one in which God can reveal in any way he wishes to anyone he wishes. Of course, the ultimate illustration of God's personal relationship with mankind came through the presence of Jesus Christ. And even Jesus himself said, I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Search your Bibles, folks, and you will see one continuous narrative of God's presence for the redemption of mankind. God fulfills his plan of redemption through his presence. Now, this is arguably for us the most significant aspect of God's presence. He is not only the first cause of all things and the sustainer of all things, he is also the goal of all things. Paul's letter to the Romans emphasizes these same three points. Paul says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Romans chapter 11, verse 36. So through his presence, God is the cause, sustainer, and goal of all creation. At this point, a proper biblical perspective of God must include his continual presence in all of creation. Now, if we go back to the beginning of Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. There is a second core principle here, which is God's distinction from creation as God was already present prior to creation. He's not a part of what he created. This is a point that we should go to great lengths to maintain. 
The prophet Isaiah emphasized this same point, speaking of God. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. All too often, mankind tends to get in their own way with self-imposed wisdom, while setting aside the power and the majesty of God. Paul addresses God's distinct nature above his creation again in his letter to the Romans. He says in chapter 11, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became his counselor? Or who has first given to him that it would be paid back to him? Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 35. The answer to those questions is no one. Folks, nowhere in the Bible, nowhere, are we directed to understand God. Only to know him as he has revealed himself. The psalm says, be still and know that I am God. Psalms 46.10 God has revealed himself all throughout scripture, declaring his superiority to all of creation and his uniqueness to everything that exists. The details of such will remain a mystery to mankind this side of glory. William Jennings Bryant once commented on the mystery of God. I have observed, he commented, the power of the watermelon seed. It has the power of drawing from the ground and through itself 200,000 times its weight. Now, when you can tell me how it takes this material and out of it comes colors of an outside surface beyond the imagination of art and then forms inside of it a white rind and within that a red heart thickly inlaid with black seeds, each one capable of drawing through itself 200,000 times its weight, when you can explain to me the mystery of a watermelon, you can ask me to explain the mystery of God. It is only through a proper biblical view of God that we can grasp the basic biblical principles of creation and salvation. Or to have the ability to, to lay hold of, of God's many attributes such as grace and righteousness, and holiness, justice, and love. Without a proper biblical perspective of God, 
even knowing his triune nature is all but out of reach to us. Folks, I'm convinced that those who do not believe in God do so because if they did, they would have to worship him as he has revealed himself. The truth of God's continual presence in creation and his distinction to it are foundational to our worship of him. And one of the many dangers of losing our proper perspective of God is becoming careless. That's a danger. We fill the space in our hearts that are longing to find rest in him with ourselves. In this state, we turn to ourselves for approval. We give ourselves full credit for success. We become consumed with admiration for ourselves and justify, justify our own actions with excuses. Everything becomes relative. We place the creation on equal footing with the creator thereby treating him as a, a high-class waiter, or even worse, a genie in a lamp. Rub the lamp, the genie appears, you get three wishes. I'll take some of this, a little bit of that. Now back in the lamp you go, and I'll call you when I need you. Put you back on the shelf. We simply cannot take an improper view of God. Such a view is disastrous to man and will cost much more than we can ever afford. Folks, the decisive point here is that God is always, and I emphasize, always first. He's always first because he's always present. He's always first because he is always distinct. He is God. There is no other like him. I beg you to pay close attention to this final point. If we wish to reverse the effects of an improper view of God and the significant spiritual damage it has already caused, we must return to the source upon which a proper perspective is revealed, the Bible. From its revelations, we will find the majesty of God and that he is always present and always superior and as such, he is the first cause of all things, the sustainer of all things, and the goal of all creation. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. God bless. If you're new here, consider subscribing as we will be presenting the truths held in Scripture in the simplest of terms each and every week. Next week on Brand of Man, we will be discussing the infinity of God.